on November 29, 1947, the United Nations voted on and approved Resolution 181, the plan for the partition of Palestine, which was at that point ruled over by the British. 33 voted for, 33 against, and 10 abstentions. And with that, God's land had been parted. It was a a rare moment in history when the nations of the world voted to give the Jewish people a homeland, but it was on the back of the Holocaust and the very traumatic and publicized events surrounding the boat Exodus 1947. Of course, the Arab nations of the Middle East voted against the plan, and once the British had pulled out on the 15th of uh, May uh, 1948, they attacked the newly proclaimed state of Israel. However, Israel uh, won the war and increased their territory. In '67, again, the Arab world, led by General Nasser, decided to again attack Israel and rectify the Jewish problem. They surrounded Israel with military might, shut the Straits of Tehran to Israeli shipping, and told the UN to pull out of the Sinai, where there was a peacekeeping force in place. Unfortunately for them, under all this pressure, Israel decided it had no choice but to preemptively attack. The June War of 67 ultimately brought Israel the possession of the Sinai, the West Bank, the Golan Heights, and further territory in the north. It would take one more war in 73 with Israel before the Arabs would change their, uh, change their tactics. Uh, Egypt and Jordan made peace, peace with Israel, but as a whole, the Arab world, along with many other nations in Africa and Europe, including, in fact, especially the Vatican, have continued to make war on Israel through the use of the Palestinian people and the United Nations. And it has made the United Nations and its various arms into a continual force against Israel. It is not surprising that if the nations of the world are uniting over anything, they would find common ground between themselves in their hatred of God's people. Joel 3 tells us as much in the first three verses. Um, For behold, in those days and at that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations, God says, and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. And they have cast lots for my people, and have given a boy for a harlot, and sold a girl for wine, that they might drink. This anti-Israel block that is against God's heritage is so blatant that even then Secretary General Kofi Annan had to admit there was a problem. In his speech to open the 61st General Assembly of the United Nations in September 2006, he said, On one side, supporters of Israel feel that it is harshly judged by standards that are not applied to its enemies, and too often this is true, particularly in some UN bodies. Again, on December Uh, 17, 2016, he said that there was a, quote, disproportionate focus on Israel that has foiled the ability of the UN to fulfill its role effectively. He further explained that decades of political maneuvering have created a disproportionate number of resolutions, reports, and committees against Israel. This is unfortunately an understatement. And Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, spoke uh, to this uh, to this issue, to this, this problem, uh, in a speech, but with maybe a little more explanation and uh, truth and honesty uh, at the UN in 2016. The following uh, is an excerpt. 
Year after year, I've stood at this very podium and slammed the UN for its obsessive bias against Israel. And the UN deserved every scathing word for the disgrace of the General Assembly that last year passed 20 resolutions against the democratic state of Israel and a grand total of three resolutions against all the other countries on the planet. And what about the joke called the UN Human Rights Council, which each year condemns Israel more than all the countries of the world combined. As women are being systematically raped, murdered, sold into slavery across the world, which is the only country that the UN's Commission on Women chose to condemn this year? Yep, you guessed it, Israel. And this uh, circus continues at UNESCO. UNESCO, the UN body charged with preserving world heritage. Now, this is hard to believe, but UNESCO just denied the 4,000-year connection between the Jewish people and its holiest site, the Temple Mount. That's just as absurd as denying the connection between the Great Wall of China and China. Ladies and gentlemen, the UN, begun as a moral force, has become a moral farce. It was an incredibly strong speech that Netanyahu gave, but you know, UNESCO would go on to deny any Jewish connection to Hebron as well, and that was earlier this year, I believe. The situation is so insane, it's hard to believe. The true explanation is found in Ezekiel 35, in God's words against Edom, in verse 5. He says, Because thou hast had a perpetual hatred, and hast shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time that their iniquity had an end. And God goes on to explain the judgments that he will bring on them. But that really is the only explanation, a perpetual hatred. Well, when Donald Trump was elected, he put Nikki Haley in to combat the UN in their anti-Israel bias. And she spoke at APEC earlier this year about her role in trying to change the UN. So to answer the question on what can we do at the UN, we can do a lot. The power of your voice is an amazing thing. So one, changing the culture of the UN is very important. And the way you change the culture of the UN is the United States tells them what we're not going to put up with. We start to change the culture to what we should be talking about. And then we actually act on what we say. I wear heels. It's not for a fashion statement. It's because if I see something wrong, we're going to kick them every single time. So how are we kicking? We're kicking by number one, putting everybody on notice, saying that if you have our back, 
We're going to have the backs of our friends, but our friends need to have our back too. If you challenge us, be prepared for what you're challenging us for because we will respond. The next thing we did was we said, the days of Israel bashing are over. It- well, at UNESCO, I suppose it was felt that there really actually was just no changing it, as the U.S. withdrew this week, citing anti-Israel bias as the reason. Israel then followed suit the, de- the, uh, the next day, or was it later in the day? And curiously, it was on Friday that UNESCO was voting on a new leader. And it just so happens that a French former cultural minister, Audrey Azulev, was named, beating her Qatari rival very unexpectedly. And she also happens to be Jewish. What difference that will make, it's hard to know. What we do know is that we are very close to the time of the end. And before Russia comes down with her great alliance into Israel, Israel is at a time, at that time, dwelling in peace. We ask, could Christ be moving events to allow that peace to develop? Curious. One thing we can be sure of, there will be no changing the perpetual hatred of God's people. It is that hatred that will bring the nations into Israel. But before we finish this Bible in the News, I thought we should mention the other surprise the UN received last month when an ex-member of Hamas, Mossab Hassan Youssef spoke honestly on behalf of the Palestinian Arabs. It is rare that the Palestinian Arabs actually get a voice that tells the truth about their situation. But this was one moment. Thank you, United Nations Watch. Shukran Sayyid Rais. I take the floor on behalf of the UN Watch. My name is Mus'ab Hassan Youssef. I grew up in Ramallah as a member of Hamas. I address the words to the Palestinian Authority which claims to be the sole legitimate representative of the Palestinian people. I ask, where does your legitimacy come from? The Palestinian people did not elect you, and they did not appoint you to represent them. You are self-appointed. Your accountability is not to your own people. This is evidenced by your own total violation for their human rights. In fact, the Palestinian individual and their human development is the least of your concerns. You kidnap Palestinian students from campus and torture them in your jails. You torture your political rivals. The suffering of the Palestinian people is the outcome of your selfish political interest. You are the greatest enemy of the Palestinian people. If Israel did not exist, you would have no one to to blame. Take responsibility for the outcome of your own actions. You fan the flames of conflict to maintain your abusive power. Finally, you use this platform to mislead the international community, to mislead the Palestinian society, to believe that Israel is responsible for the problems you create. Thank you. It was truly an epic speech, and the look on the Palestinian leaders' faces during that speech was also epic. The truth is hard to come by in this world, and especially at the UN. However, we must not be surprised or deceived, as these are the last days. We pray for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to end this madness. And may it be in our time. And we'll end this Bible and News with the words of Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? 
The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Thanks for joining us for another Bible in the News. This was John Billington with you. Join us again next week when we have another Bible in the News on BibleInTheNews.com. Take care.